1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Three, two, one.
2: Luke Anderson, astronaut, a man barely interesting.
3: I just picture you sitting on the rail at a strip club. Eating a lunchable.
2: Will Darkens, hot air balloon attendant, frightened by technology. I, I love you, but you're
1: saying that this little old man, this dude was a clean 6'6". Six six. We
2: have the capability to build the 33rd best radio show in Portland. On Saturdays, about sports. The Sinner and the Saint will be that show. Better than they were before. Sportsier. Funnier. More Labradoodles. <laughs> St. Tailgate Show on 1080 the Fan, the Odyssey map and 1080theFan.com.
3: Hey, hey! Happy Saturday morning, all you beautiful Portland listeners. I hope you are having a wonderful start to your weekend.
4: Let's
3: check in with the most important man. It's Will Dark. It's Will! <laughs> no! A very good question. Well, what is up? What's going on with you,
1: man? Just chilling over here just watching this basketball tournament. They're paying Jay Billis way too much money to uh broadcast for on a weekend. Is, are
3: they doing a live basketball tournament now? It's the TBT. The basketball tournament. TBT. The basketball tournament. We've talked about this before. I don't remember. No, yeah. The TBT stands for The Basketball Tournament. The basketball. Okay, so they didn't yeah. they couldn't figure out a better name for it. No, it's TBT. Yeah, I but it's don't. all, it's all like, uh, alumni teams and stuff, right? It's, uh, what does that mean? well, you'll get like, um, these are non-professional basketball players, but they'll get guys like, they'll get like the best, like the fifth best guy from like every Rutgers team for the last 10 years. And they'll go out there and they'll be like the Knights of honor or whatever it is. And then they'll show up and play. And then you'll get a bunch of guys that are loosely affiliated, but it's basically bros putting together their teams. They go out and play a basketball tournament. There's like a million dollar prize. Tell me if I'm wrong. Come on. So who, well, they, uh, no, I can't tell you you're
1: wrong. I don't know anything about Well, let's it. look it up. I can only assume what you're saying is true. Well. You could have said anything after I answered that question. I probably would have went, all right. All right. Well, you could have been like, oh, yeah, it's actually a bunch did. of guys who uh, have a human sacrifice as the prize. And uh, whoever gets mm. the first shot gets to kill that person. Then they continue to play four more quarters of basketball. That also sounds- I would have like, oh, really? Yeah.
3: Also sounds right. Right. <laughs> so they've got a weird thing now. So this is all from memory. Cause I, I did not know you were watching that. Cause I'm, I'm sitting in, uh, in swag's chair uh-huh. and I'm watching men in plaid pants uh-huh. swing clubs uh-huh. at balls. Who is this? Oh, it's Jimenez. He's got like the full on, looks like pajama pants. And then he's got the uh saddle shoe style golf shoes. He looks like a wreck. So I'm not watching the basketball tournament, but mm-hmm. From memory, yeah. I'm pretty sure this is the tournament where it gets down to, like, it's, like, first one to 100 or something. Mm-hmm. And then they have, like, some weird, like, the game doesn't end on the clock. Like it's, I it's, see a clock, though. Yeah, it's got a clock. But then it's like, all right, we've got, like, there's some weird breakdown at the end. Now i got to look it up. All is right. it, like, 21? Kind of. Got to win, win like by two? Bump. It's bump. They like put bump. a second basketball out there. Oh, you call that bump, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. We call it tips. Yeah, I never, yeah. <laughs> I found that with friend circles that different people call, it's basically 21 universally. No, no, but no, like, no.
3: Bump is, a, no, bump's a whole different game. Mm. Bump's a game where you shoot from uh, the three-point line. Yeah. Or the free throw line, depending on uh, your age and the, the relative skill level of who's playing. Okay. One guy shoots, guy behind him has a second basketball. And whoever makes it in the basket oh, first right, that's right, that right. one. We did call we didn't call it tips, we called it twenty-one. But I have heard it called tips. But we yeah. always played twenty-one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because
3: we called it tips. Yeah.
1: But I had other friends that called it something else. And I'll tell you what, a little frightening.
3: There. Yeah. Can't even say it on the air, huh? <laughs> uh it's like that football game where one guy gets a football and runs uh, around and else yeah. tries to tackle. Oh, we all know that one. <laughs> yeah.
1: I did not want to play that. There's there's certain games as kids where I was just
3: like, (laughs) I'm not playing that. That sounds awful. I enjoyed it very much. I was pretty good at it though, but yeah, no, it was, uh, um, all right. So welcome to the $1 million plus winner. Take all basketball tournament, uh, called the basketball tournament. Games in our 64-team single elimination tournament are action-packed from tip-off to the game-winning shot. Whether you play the bracket challenge, watch on ESPN, or join the team, this is your chance to be part of next-level basketball. (laughs) I think you just play to 100.
1: We're going to find the rules now. And this is kind of playing into this whole... And see this is kind of what I don't get about what's going on right now with entertainment and like media consumption. Is okay. for some reason people with a lot of money and control over media markets and everything else feel like the best way to go forward is to give people like an exhaustingly larger amount of what they already like. Okay. And it's my opinion that like I don't I don't need that. Like, just do cool stuff with the thing I already like. I don't need more of the same thing that sucks each time you do it. I don't care about the USFL. Please quit doing that. Mm. I don't care about the AF. Please stop. It is stupid. I, I want to watch the best players play basketball. Yeah, but
3: they're done playing basketball.
1: They're, That's on, fine. they're on their summer break. That's fine, and I'm on my summer break, so I don't need to watch that. Like You don't need to fill the gap with stuff that, quite honestly, no one except their families are watching. You're no watching, one's watching this, dude. You're watching it right the now. The only reason I'm watching it is because it was on after SportsCenter. Now, there's probably a, a base of people. That is the base viewership, right? Sure. You're watching Sports Center on Saturday, and you're like, hey, what's this?
3: And then five minutes later, you change it. So, so I'm looking at some of the teams. I'm trying to figure out the rules because it does have a weird rule. But you've got like uh, the Golden Eagles alumni, which is a Marquette alumni squad that's going out there playing. So somebody that went to Marquette, nice. Who we got on that squad? Oh, let's <laughs> let's take a look. At, <laughs> is Dwayne Wade out there? I here? don't think Dwayne Wade is. <laughs> Wade is playing. So they they won the whole thing in 2020. Uh 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 Bayheim's Army, which is a Syracuse team, won it in 2021. Okay. Uh, Still don't hear any players here. I, well, I'm. Listen, I, their website is terrible. Okay. Every time I click on about, it just gets me to some weird, like what looks like a text feed.
1: Every time I click on about it's half naked pictures of Jim Boeheim. <laughs> yeah, anyways, I don't the whole, know why these are here. The whole
3: thing is, is weird, but I'm just, I'm just validating my uh, memory here, which is right. I remember it being alumni team. So the last three years, alumni teams have won. Mm. It all started with a thread and they keep showing the stupid thing. What if we did a basketball tournament? All right. So they've been doing this in 2010, Mm -hmm. this revolutionary idea. Winner-take-all tournament. Uh, After years of refining concept, concept, pitching TV partners and sponsors, the TBT founders realized they would need to launch the tournament themselves. So they did this thing in (laughs) 2014, uh, and the first game tipped off in Philadelphia. Who cares? Just tell me how it works. Can you repeat the first sentence of that real quick? After years of refining the concept, pitching TV partners and sponsors of the TBT founders realized they would need to launch the tournament themselves. After years of refining. Now, every single time I hear either that sentence or years of research
1: or oh, years yeah. of whatever, like just throw research refining or anything in there. But, and this is sad. The first thought that comes to mind is stock footage of people in lab coats, just like pouring stuff into beakers. <laughs>
3: Like an '80s montage of, from Flubber,
1: and they're like researching like how they can get the best dollar value from advertisers for like putting crappy basketball on on a Saturday morning. Yeah, yeah, it, it's bad, dude. I've been hardwired from my '90s media and late '80s media consumption to every time I hear the word research, and it doesn't even have to be in the extent of like sports or like. TV or anything. I could hear it in politics or world affairs. And the first thing I think is just dudes in lab coats just pouring stuff into other stuff. <laughs> there's a hamster back there on a yeah, wheel. Why not? Like, there's a lot of work going on here. Why I don't not? know what it is.
3: All right. Tournament rules. Yeah. Anyways, we You're
1: spending this whole first season just hey.
3: validating what you already remember. Yeah, whatever. It's uh it's a thing. It's guys playing basketball. <laughs> so, here's the thing. <laughs> Here's the thing. All right. If you were one of those guys that was like, oh, I was pretty good back in the day. One bad. And my guys, our squad is pretty good. There's a chance to go win a million dollars. There's no pros in your way. You don't have to worry about LeBron James coming down and dunking on you. That's eh, a thing. It's got it's got a little niche. It's enough people are gonna watch to make it worth ESPN. What's it cost ESPN to broadcast this game? What do they pay Jay Billis to show up? Probably a lot of money. I bet you anything he
1: haggled his contract and said, you want me to what? Oh yeah. You can throw more money in there. Okay. Like so a
3: lot more. That's Cause I'm
1: fine. not my, my ass in getting up in the summer and going to some free. Dude, this oh, looks dude. like
3: a YMCA gym. It is. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like Jay Billis is one of those guys. That probably does play by play of like his kids' games. No. He loves basketball. Dude, any chance he gets, I don't think Jay Billis says a lot of no's when he gets invited to do anything to do with basketball. I think he does. He probably runs point. camps. He uh, probably oh no. I think Billis, listen, I think Billis loves his family and I, I think he probably, you know, cares about his community and all of that. Nothing in his life does he love more than basketball. Nothing. That's just my guess.
1: My guess is that he did act like that, but he has gotten to the age and the prominence now where, like, he's pre- Jay Billis probably has five more good years on television. That's not to say oh, that's w- it. That's not to say that he before will be off Dick Vitale, television,
3: then it turns into Dick Vitale and he's just got some weird gimmick.
1: Yeah, or uh, Lee Corso. Like Lee Corso's ten years too too long. Yeah. Like that guy needed to retire. But like, I think he's probably at the point right now where he's like. Look, I love going to these college basketball games. and I love talking about college basketball, but these charity, like these favors that I'm doing where I have to come to the the basketball tournament on a Saturday where with my millions of dollars, I could be with my family on vacation right now in July. Dude, I don't think he wants to be there. And I saw his face at the start of the broadcast. Billis looked like, all right.
3: Now, here's the thing. I just pulled up one of the team. Meet the aftershocks. The aftershocks. are Wichita State alumni. Okay. I'll bet you Jay Billis is out there watching and he remembers Connor <laughs> Francamp, number 33 who was a 6-1 shooting guard nice. who played at Wichita State. He's probably like, "Oh yeah, I remember that guy from when he played." Now, uh Connor here looks like um he looks what's uh I don't know, I can't remember his name. Uh Anthony Caruso? Is that the guy's name? Uh Lakers Whatever, but he's got the bald head. It looks like a mid, middle-aged uh, white guy that uh, probably, you know, probably had some game back in the day, and probably is still very good. Tears up the YMCA and needs a little more of a challenge. I'll bet Wasn't anything. Wasn't he the white Jordan? That's right. He is black. <laughs> uh, but I'll bet he remembers all of these dudes that are on this team. Oh, J.R. Simon's on the team. Sweet. Oh, what Jr. Simon? Oh, actually, he's an assistant coach. Oh. They put for some reason, they put the assistant coach right in the middle of the team. Like it's all the photos. I guess he's a big name at Wichita state. And And perhaps
1: that's the reason they're doing it. They they, they figure like regional, right? Yeah. Like I get, because I think about myself, Well,
3: here's the other thing that's funny about it. James Woodard's on the team. Guess what college James Woodard went to Uh, Tulsa. (laughs) Where's Wichita to Tulsa. Is that the same state? Uh, Wichita state. Is that Kansas? I think so. And then uh Tulsa is on Oklahoma. Mm. But you know what is uh not in the same state that? as James Dickey is playing center at six foot ten from UNC Greensboro. Hey, Transplant. I, I'm telling you, but yeah, the aftershocks, not all aftershocks.
1: Yeah, I just I, I mean, do you know what I mean by this? Like, I, I was talking to Swag about this on the highly esteemed Golf in the Northwest before this. Award-winning. Award-winning golf in the Northwest before this. The the whole idea that like I feel like sports and media now is all about coulda, not shoulda. Ooh, explain that. Well, it's just like they feel like if there's something that's good, they should just vomit it all over you (sighs) constantly. I I just feel that way. You remember poker? You remember when poker got to be a really big thing in the early 2000s? I
3: lived in Las Vegas when poker was a big thing. The reason I do not play poker anymore, or I do not Seek to play poker anymore. Is I got stuck on an airplane with
4: an entire flight of bad
3: beat poker bros. Yes, I remember the poker craze because everybody was showing up in droves, and I'm going to be the next whoever.
1: Yes, and I remember at that time too that when poker started to kind of have this emergence in popular culture, like you know, the everyday dude who wouldn't have been interested in it anyway. I felt like we got suffocated with it. It was just like constant Eh. poker's on TV. Oh, there's poker tournaments. Okay, and I get why they do that, but like I feel like with the USFL, with this the basketball tournament, with the live golf tournament, with like all these alternatives happening, it's like. I, I get it that it's good for the players and that's fine. But like, realistically, who the hell is watching this?
3: Well, but who are cares? people
1: really invested in it who are not inside of the organization itself? Because you make this point a lot. You always say, I mean, you just did it with the basketball tournament. You were like, yeah, but these guys are getting out there and they get a chance at a million dollars. But I don't really care about that because everything that happens in professional or semi pro sports is all about money and people watching. And if I'm not watching and hundreds of people aren't watching, like what are we doing here?
3: Yeah, well, here's the thing is they're trying to fill the airwaves. Like the the, the content creation for all of these television channels, there's a million television channels. Now, do you have a cable package at home? I got a cable package, all right. Hey and, no, I got, and I got hey no. I,
1: uh, I know, right? And I, you, I uh I got my I got my guy, my the guy I usually call every he's three he's months. Larry. To what? To Larry the Cable Guy. It's not Larry the Cable Guy. I was trying to play it up. Yeah, I know. But I do every three months call Comcast and get them to lower my bill. (laughs) Do you really? Yeah. Yeah. Because I just say, and the secret is this. Don't tell them you're leaving. Yeah. Because they they will cut you. They don't care. Yeah. What they care about is if you say something like, hey, can I just downgrade my package? Yeah. Say that like, tip, pro tip, guys. Call them up, say hey, I just want to downgrade my package. Could you just do it like all local channels and internet? That's all I want. Because yeah. then they go, oh, crap. They're not going to spend as much money with us, and then it'll be a slow bleed and burn away. So then at that point, they go, oh, let's find a different package for you. And each time they take away yep. maybe like two or three channels from me, like they took the travel channel away. And oh, I was like, no. I don't care. I don't need the travel. What? Channel. As long as you give me my Turner, my local channels, and some ESPN, I'm fine.
3: Well, here's my thing is if you get sucked into watching too much poker or too much USFL Hmm. or you end up spending the rest of your Saturday watching the basketball tournament, it's on you. There's a million things to watch. You have all the streaming services. You've got a million channels. You've got all of that. The USFL is going to keep going because there are people realizing that the NFL prints money – they have no morals. They don't care about anything. They're such a juggernaut that they just keep marching on. Yeah. If you could get a little bit of the money that the NFL makes, you're going to make a lot of money. And they, they find these television partners because ESPN's like, dude, if I get in right now on the ground floor, And then this thing blows up and becomes an opportunity to make some money. That's what they care about. We talked about the college football alignment. This is not the big 10 and the SEC realigning college football. It is Fox and ESPN realigning college football. The networks are looking for content. Is all of it going to be appealing? No. But the fact that the USFL is there, it gave your guy, Victor Bolden Jr., a chance to showcase his talents. He just got signed to the Cardinals. He was the uh, breakout star of the USFL. We had a guy texting in last week or the week before going, I don't know if you guys watched any USFL, which we ignored (laughs) vehemently throughout the entire broadcast. And then he goes, Hey, I think it was an Oregon state guy that played well. And then here it is, Victor Bolden. And the headline reads Cardinals sign, former USFL standout and championship MVP, Victor Bolden jr. To a deal. That's, you know, I mean, you can be mad that it's there, but this is this is the job. Like it, it's it's always amusing to me. It's everybody goes, Oh, YouTube and TikTok, they've just made it like where just nobody's show up and they're famous for a minute. I'm like, no, dude, the people on TikTok and the people on YouTube that you know their names and are annoyed by, they're content creators. They create so much content on a daily basis and every once in a while something pops but what it does is it takes the attention of kids or parents or uh somebody that's trying to cook dinner for the first time and goes oh man if you follow this chick jenny on there she'll show you how to make a casserole and it's gonna be dynamite and the thing is it's super simple 90 percent of the ingredients that you need to make these casseroles already in your pantry i didn't even know i had a pantry everything right there dude follow jenny the other 10% in your garage. <laughs> That's
1: a little weird. Also, by the way, Jenny on YouTube and Jenny on TikTok. Two different
3: people. Very different people. Have you been on TikTok? Did you have you at all? So, so I have a, uh, I have a, uh, a friend, a client that I work with that is a TikTok, uh viral sensation. Yes. And he is, he is me. He's a 40 year old, uh, male from Oregon. Mm. And, uh, yeah, he creates content around his painting business. Right. Uh, He helps you pick your color samples. Mm -hmm. He eats too many Tootsie Pops, and he does bad 90s dances. So I've watched his stuff because he's like, hey, check this out. This got 3,500 views. I'm like, cool. This one got 2.6 million views. It's insane. It's a very weird thing.
1: Never go on there ever because you've seen maybe those individual videos but yeah. i will tell you it's like 14 15 year old girls like in short clothing doing dances it's called the internet dude it's really bad yeah they're already there though yeah but like it seems like they migrated from instagram like yeah. instagram now to me is all just kind of like like people my age and up yeah, like it's all, a lot of plastic. Stuff.
3: There's a lot of plastic women
1: on. Yeah, there's the hot shit. too. But like, go on TikTok. I deleted TikTok immediately because yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. four videos in a row, it was like girls under 18 wearing short dresses dancing. I was like, I can't. No, this is weird. But see, here's
3: how I interact with social media: is
1: I you just, get on there and you spread disinformation. <laughs> Let's Go. It's
3: all about disinformation. I've got a bot farm in my garage. <laughs> It just creates fake headlines. The girls are running it. <laughs> it's all AI. It's all AI. Uh, no, the way I, there's there's a buffer layer. The thing that gets me about me, like you, you like to complain about media. My my thing is, there are so many headlines from. I'm going to use air quotes here on the radio news outlets. Right. Yeah. There's so many news outlets. All they do is write three paragraphs around a tweet. Yeah, man. And that's how I get it, too. Like, there's there's so many of these. They go, just, hey, so we saw this thing on Twitter. Thought you should know about it. And I'm like, oh, cool. And guess what I don't do? Is that I am go on Twitter and stumble along the Twitter feed of guy that just has pictures of poop.
1: Or that, like, the story they didn't realize was, like, from a guy... Whose handle is like whites only?
3: Well, <laughs> yeah, but, like, oh it, God, <laughs> wait! <laughs> but you those rabbit holes. but we <laughs> one of these broadcasts, did you not find was it people pooping or was it poop? Or yeah, what? it was
1: poop because of that whole yeah. dumb uh, yeah. Super Bowl promotion where you took pictures of yeah. your poop, and it wasn't even the Super Bowl yet. I think it was the week before our sh- our show,
3: and yeah. I looked online, and there was just people. Posting pictures of poop without even knowledge yeah. of this thing. And then you also discovered on this show, live on these airways, we, we get things done on The center of the Saint. Always. But you also discovered that there is a pornographic material on Twitter. Oh, yeah, I did. But you didn't know that. So it's there. Yes, there are 14-year-old girls dancing on TikTok, but there's also crying moms and people giving you sage advice on how to whatever. And it's, it, it is what you make of it. If you go on TikTok and all you can find will... Is 14 year old girls shaking their uh, derriers. Yeah. Kind of on you, bud. Do
1: you think, not long? saying it's hard
3: to find. Yeah. But just gotta, gotta turn your attention elsewhere. All right. We accomplished anything there? Well, I didn't learn.
1: I guess I didn't really like remember any of the rules of the basketball tournament.
3: Yeah. Well, that's You all. said them. I just, I, that's fine. I'm trying to play basketball. I'm trying to figure out the end of the games are weird. I know yeah, that the t- title of the team here is the Friday beers. There you go.
1: <laughs> they only have beers on Fridays after the game. Well, I was about to say, isn't today Saturday. They're probably all hung over.
3: Oh, good point.
1: Like, they drink all the beers on Friday. Oh yeah, dude. 80% of these guys are hung over. Uh, There's no way in hell you're not getting hammered before this game.
3: We need to talk about uh, a baseball game that happened last night. Oh, I heard about this. Yeah. Blue Jays put up uh, four touchdowns <laughs> on the Red Sox. It wasn't good, Uh, but it led me down a little bit of a rabbit hole. Uh, Some of the greatest blowouts in sports. We will discuss that to start things off. This is The Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan.
0: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink
2: The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson
3: and Will Darkens on 1080 The Fan. All right. uh, I was able to log into the fan text line. I did not have it up during that first segment. Ah, I see. Uh, So my apologies. But uh, we were giving some information by one of our uh, fan listeners because uh, fan listeners are the best listeners. Uh, Apparently, the way that they do it for the basketball tournament is called an Ellum ending, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correct, E-L-A-M, it is uh, named after a man named Nick Ellum, and he was a professor at Ball State University, and he decided that basketball needed a better way to end, so what it does is it ensures that every basketball game ends with a winning shot, so what you do is you play by the FIBA rules, and you play three quarters, regular basketball rules. And then once you get into the fourth quarter at the first stoppage of play beyond the four minute mark of the fourth quarter, they set a target score. So let me give you an example of that. Uh, What they do is let's say you're playing and you get four minutes into the fourth quarter. There's a stoppage of play. The will darkens wing guys are up up on the (laughs) Luke Anderson junior varsity legends. Nice. 77 71. They will set a target score, which is nine points further for the team in the lead. So if you are up 77, 71, the wing guys would have to get to 86 before the JV legends get to 86. And that's how they finish the game. This guy, uh, Nick Ellen is also a uh, grounds crew member for the
1: Cincinnati Reds. (laughs) Yeah, he is.
3: This guy's great. (laughs) Uh, He's the man.
4: Uh, dig it all right the
3: world you love sports well that's how that but that's how they finish the games. so the game <laughs> always ends on a game winning shot we all clear on that sure but doesn't that make them less special Luke what do you mean game winning shots are now less special well here's the thing if uh if the game winning shot is like all right so we're up we're up uh 82 to 40 yeah. and they add nine <laughs> points and then they just send down. Mr. Darkens, and he just drains three straight threes. It is Wasn't not as, is not as uh not as exciting. Yeah. But it's eh, just a different way to do things. All right. I can accept that. All right. That's how they that's how they're using this. And I I it's got a whole name uh-huh. and uh, it's got a website and it's got a whole thing. So I imagine that this is used in other basketball leagues besides just the basketball tournament. I do love that you pointed out it has a website to uh
1: Verify its legitimacy, though. Almost anybody and whoa, everything whoa. has a website now.
3: I also checked. Uh, this was a request from the uh, fan text line. Oh, I checked uh, Beheim's Army to yeah. see if uh, Jerry McNamara was uh, on the roster, mm-hmm. and I uh, sadly have to report that I do not see him. wow oh, I know, man. Jerry this from the text line. Somebody saying, uh, "You know uh, who is on there, though?" Yeah, Jimmy Bayheim.
1: Oh, good. Yep, six. No, foot, wait,
3: six foot nine.
1: Is he the small forward? Is he the addict? Or wait, what? It, what, what? I thought one of his kids uh, is like a, is an alcoholic or something.
3: Can we just, can we just uh, throw on like the wild speculation sounder so that it's we not quit- a speculation, <laughs> it's a question. It or am I thinking of Andy Reed's kid? Well, uh, well wait, I don't know. Andy Reed's kids was the one that got in a car accident before the Super Bowl and killed someone. Oh, is small that a child? Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: These are legitimate questions.
3: Uh, I thought Beheim had a son who like had a, a, a was well, an alcoholic or something. I, I, I do not know. I do not know. I need to see what Jerry McNamara is up to though. That's I'll do that. You look in to see, to see what's going on. I'm are guessing, you so bothered by that. It's a well, legit question. I just don't know. <laughs> See, this is uh, why this so needs to be a three-man ma- show. We need somebody here with information. Well, I listen. I've been I've been telling <laughs> them that we need a social media presence, where that all they do is just post videos of us being awesome, some, and uh, and uh, look things up for us on the internet. Some twenty-year-old <laughs> uh, Jerry McNamara, as I suspected, assistant coach for Syracuse University. Oh. There you go. There you go. We got that. Now, if you if you found any information on how drunk Beheim's kids are. Feel free to share that. But I think we've accomplished what we needed to. All right. Okay. Okay. We're a little off the clock. Let's go ahead and do this. We'll talk about that baseball game that was last night. I will uh, point you in the direction of all the one, the one at bat you need to watch to know how bad the Red Sox were yesterday. Uh, And we'll do all of that after this Sports Center update.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
4: Got the flow, I'm to and I've been so long.
2: Now i The yeah. Sinner and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will
3: Darkins on 1080 The Fan. I think we can all agree that uh, things don't always go as planned in sports. Last night, the uh, Boston Red Sox hosting the Toronto Blue Jays lost the game 28 to 5. How do you do that? Well, at one point during the game, and this is a video, if you want to just kind of know the things that went wrong, go ahead and uh, type this in. uh, Inside the park, Grand Slam. Uh, Blue Jays against Red Sox. So this was, this was kind of all you needed to know about how the day was going. But if you can find that video, um, Toronto was already up. I think they were up six, nothing. Uh, yeah. So they're up six, nothing at the time. The Blue Jays come up and uh, Tapia hits just a routine pop fly to center field. The ball just hanging up there. Center fielder uh, Jaron Duren uh, just kind of comes oh. in. It looks like he's got it. Oh, man. So he looks like he's got it under control and then just clueless on where the ball is. The oh. ball is about 10 feet behind him. Bounces most of the way up the wall behind him. And Duran just turns around and looks at the ball with disdain. Makes no effort to go after him. Meanwhile, the bases that were loaded are now empty and just sprinting around. Does the big dive as the rest of the outfield hustles to collect the ball, tries to get it in and the inside, the park grand slam makes it 10, nothing. And it didn't get much better from there, but that's the one play, dude, <laughs> how do you keep your job after that? Well, but that is so bad that
1: I'm sorry. Like that. You're a professional baseball <laughs> player. That's really bad.
3: Well, that's, I mean, th- this happens, this happens to every outfielder at some point you're play. It happens in the infield. You just lose the ball in the sky, yeah, not I, in the majors
1: but, though. No, it does. And not it, this it, bad. It this does. is
3: really bad. It, well, and, but part of the thing is he, he literally makes no effort afterwards. Like he, that too, it, yeah. that's the part. That's the part. That's a little bit more, uh, you know, troublesome, but yeah, you lose the ball and you go, Oh, that sucked. I'm going to hustle back, get it. We'll try to get in it. He turns around and just stares at the ball and just, uh. Yeah. Yeah. Like this guy.
1: Oh, dude. I don't know S about baseball. <laughs> That's why I said one play, like, you have to watch. Yeah. I know that I, if I'm like a manager or something, like I'm firing that guy on the spot. <laughs> like, yeah, pack your ass and leave. That is absurd. And the hitter, too, I love it, because he hits it and then realizes He's like, like, oh, routine pop fly. Like his his immediate reaction is like,
3: I'm out. And then he's like, wait, no, I'm not. Like the difference in between his first step from home plate and his flying leap into home plate. It's yeah. (laughs) Sometimes things don't go as you planned. Man. I just feel bad for everyone involved uh, in this. Yeah. It is, it is absolutely awful. Uh, it is not the worst blowout in Major League Baseball history. Uh, give you some context. If we go to uh to baseball and you look it up, uh the largest uh blowout is the eighteen ninety-seven Chicago Colts of the National League defeated the Louisville Colonels 36 to seven. Uh I realize 1897, there is a modern uh, uh, score that was better than Damn. that as well. 1897, 18, they've been playing baseball a long time, sir. Jeez. Uh, but the, in the modern era of baseball in 2007, the Texas Rangers beat the Baltimore Orioles 30 to three, 30 runs being the most uh, ever scored in a nine inning game Sounds in the modern right. era of baseball. So this is not it's franchise record for the, uh, for the blue Jays and the, Red Sox and you'll have that in there. But yeah, in 2007, there was that. This got me looking, though, to other major blowouts. What are you, But by the way, too, like in these games, yeah. like
1: what are you saying to each other?
3: If you're the team,
1: not the team that's winning, because if you're the team that's winning, you're just like, these guys suck. Like you're just like getting pumped up and everything, because I've been part of blowouts in football sure. and I, I've been on both sides. Yep. But like if you're getting blown out this much, like is it just dead quiet in the bullpen? in the the clubhouse. Like, is everybody just basically like not saying anything? Cause like, what do you say? What do you say after like 15 to whatever?
3: Yeah. Well, what you do is you clear the bench and just put in the guys that don't get a lot of time. Sure. Like, I mean, this is, this is like everything else. Like I was looking at some of the, um, the, the basketball blowouts and there's never a guy that scores 60 in a blowout in a basketball game. Like to, to put it something that's more relatable to Mm -hmm. you since you don't really watch baseball as much. But, yeah, they're not having, like, their star hitters aren't going up there and cracking it. The one that I always go back to, like, this is, this is the perfect example. But my brother played on a very good uh, Little League team uh, at, like, 13, 12, 14 years old, whatever it was, 15 years old. And they blew out a lot of teams. And he didn't, he was not one of their best players. So he goes in, he was like the guy that they pulled off of the bench. He was one of the youngest players on the team too. So Mm. he goes out there. They're like, all right, Frank, get in there and go play. And the coach goes, dude, just swing at everything. I don't care where the pitch goes. If you take a pitch, like you're done. (laughs) Like that's it. So he just goes out there and he gets a pitch like three feet over his head and tomahawks the ball off of the fence. That's awesome. for stand up double like that's This is what's happening. It's, it's like, you're not, you're down 15 runs. You're not putting in relief pitchers anymore. You're putting in position players and just having guys go that, and they're just throwing it up. And the guys up there are going, well, yeah, we don't care if it's a strike, whatever. And you just like everything you try to, like, nobody's going to go up and try to get out on purpose but they're not really taking the bats too seriously. Like, I mean, everybody's played through blowouts in every level of sports. So I think they just go off there and they go, Hey, eh, one year night. Sorry. (laughs) It's almost a ticket tip of the cap.
1: You know, also, I think what made this so delicious is that it was in Boston. Oh yeah. So you know that by the time they eclipse 12 runs, well, so that, so that the, 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 (laughs) the uh, festering racist remarks were probably <laughs> building up in fans who were just like ready to just let it out like the worst fa- by the way worst fans in the country anybody from boston ooh philadelphia would oh, would be dude. disappointed to hear philadelphia, that philadelphia they're just <gasps> stupid boston they're hateful <laughs> They're intelligent they are, and hateful. Yes, they are
3: hateful and spiteful
1: people. Here's, you know after 12 runs it was just like you this and that. Blah, blah, blah.
3: Here's something that you need to know that happened during the game as well in the stands. The game is uh, 25 to 3. <laughs> do you know Do you know what happened? No. You're chuckling. Yeah, it's it's funny. 25 to 25 three. to 3 it was premeditated. So it wasn't, it wasn't something that was just coming out of nowhere, but uh, there was a young man who brought a young lady to the game with him Ooh. and he proposed oh. during a 25 to three oh, now
1: dog, just kidding. roll that to the next
3: one. <laughs>
1: See if you can't talk to management and be like, Hey, can I, Hey, get- I know
3: that I kind of asked for the whole thing. Yeah. And we've
1: been talking about this for weeks. I think you understand, right? Could we just move this to yeah. like, a game here in a month or so, but don't you want the game to be memorable? That's not good. Ah, oh, dude, I'd scrap that so hard. Like after they hit, like I'm saying, after that 12-run threshold, I think like I'm saying, hey, I gotta to go to the bathroom. I'm like sprinting over to anybody in management and be like, please don't do this. The like, body, I language, do not want to remember this. this the body,
3: way. the body language and the walkaway that Jaren Duran just did in that yeah. same thing she did. She's just like, no, no, just <laughs> now. No, she said yes. She said yes. And they're going to have uh, now 28 kids. Of course. Yeah. And then they'll go to the games. Yeah. Exactly. Wonder you know how. how it
1: goes in Boston.
3: All right. Uh, Let's get to some of these other blowouts because there is a fantastic story for the largest blowout in NFL history that I liked very much. Uh, The Blazers on the list uh, for one of the uh, best blowouts in NBA history. Uh, We'll get to those in the second hour. You asked what we're going to talk about today. We've got stuff to talk about. Blowouts are fun. We'll get back to those. But first, good versus evil. This is The Sin and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to it? What has happened? What has happened to the
2: national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, bro. <laughs> Let the sinner and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil. Brought to you by the titan of Hawaiian restaurants. 808 on 1080 The Fan. <laughs> Without a doubt
3: guys, when I when I listen to this deal, the first thing that comes to mind is I'm happy for Kyler Murray. The little man got the big bag and he's getting, it's life-changing money and this is a big win for Kyler and his agent because they stood pat, they stood their ground and they ended up winning and not allowing the media storm to kind of diminish his value and make him take 10 to 15, 20 million dollars less.
1: There's a guy who's easily the most forgettable Heisman winner of the 2010s, Robert Griffin III, following an offseason of drama on IG. Kyler Murray and the Cardinals reportedly coming together on a massive five year, $230.5 million contract extension. That's according to sports wood nymph Adam Scheffner. Deal is also worth more than 230 in the contract. Uh, is worth more than the 230 million dollar contract Deshaun Watson signed with the Browns in March. It does not include as much guaranteed money, though. However, is Kyler Murray really worth this cash?
3: So Kyler Murray was the what? Uh, first pick by the Oakland A's a few years ago. He's going to make $46 million uh, playing football. Yeah. The entire payroll for the Oakland Athletics this season is $41 million. Uh, so I don't know if he's uh, if he's worth the money, but uh, he certainly made the right decision uh, there. Uh The Cardinals made a very bold move. They had a new coach, they took a top 10 uh, quarterback, and they abandoned it after one year, brought in Cliff Kingsbury, went after Kyler Murray, and got it. They went all in on it, and it hasn't been a failure. It has been one of the bolder moves we've ever seen in the NFL. It has worked pretty well so far, At least they're sticking with the plan. The problem is Kingsbury's not the right guy. It's going to make it a lot harder for Kyler. I think he's probably worth it because you just don't find talent like that. I just wonder if they have the right pieces around him, and I'm looking at you,
1: Cliff. I also wonder if we've seen a ceiling of Kyler Murray.
3: Well, yeah, but the the problem is the the biggest problem with Kyler Murray that we've seen so far is he's great for the first half of the year, and yep. then at the second half of the year he's not. But you can say the same thing about the head coaches. How much better is the team getting? Is that on the quarterback or is that on the coach? Because if you see everything the Cardinals can do in the first half of the season and nothing changes the second time you play your division games, as teams get more film on you. I put that more on the coach when the team fails in the second half of the year than I do on the quarterback.
0: Well, you can camp out here for a while. Well, this is pretty sweet. Is this couch folded out to a bed? Yeah, totally great bed. But that's Jenkins' bed. Your bed's over here.
2: Dude, that is so f-ing weak. How am I supposed to get a chick in that?
3: No, oh, right, don't worry, dude. You couldn't get a chick if you had a $100 bill hanging out of your zipper. Yeah, I could. Now,
0: dude, you're a little bitch. I am not. I don't even know why I hang out with you guys. Because you're a p- I am not a piece of p- p- well, Yeah, but you're a little bitch. Sure are. Damn it, man. I swear you
2: guys
1: rip on me 13 or 14 more times. I'm out of here. That was my favorite scene from Basketball, because this is a story about baseball, and I thought, well, Why not? <laughs> commissioner, Rob Manfred is getting some heat for what he said during the all-star game uh, weekend related to baseball's antitrust exemptions. He was asked why owners do not pay minor leaguers, a living wage in which he responded, quote, I kind of reject the premise of that question that they're not
3: paid a living wage.
1: I think of a problem
3: is Rob Manfred for baseball. Uh, How big of a problem? The commissioner's job. This is something that we've gone over because Roger Goodell has not been to the public this great you know uh, uh, revelation for football rob banford has felt like an absolute dunce at times but who's the worst owner in baseball i don't know neither do i yeah. <laughs> Good I job, have, Rob. He I works for the owners. His job is to go out there and take all the bullets that the owners don't want to take. It'd he goes Reds out. guy. He rejects the premise because all the owners told him to reject the premise. Yeah. So, yes, he's terrible in our eyes. Gary Bettman is booed at every single appearance that he makes. And he keeps coming back out again and again. Do you know why? Because the owners are making more and more money. Baseball revenues... Say what you want about the sport and whether or not it's watchable. And I don't care. The revenues for baseball continue to climb under Rob Manfred. Congratulations. You are going to keep your employees or your employers very happy, which are the owners of baseball. What I think, what you think, what baseball fans think of Rob Manfred does not matter to him. That guy makes a ton of money. Okay, fine. Well, think about what's his job. Is it to make appease us? No. Well, yeah. No. Yeah.
1: We don't pay a salary. Yep, yeah, but if you piss off fans, they don't go to games. Revenues, buddy. tick tick tick. tick. Yeah, I. You know. Well, it, no, no. It, it, I, will, I won't no. get into it too much. Go for it. I, look, I know where those revenues are coming from. Where? It's local TV contracts.
3: Mm-hmm. Now well, well, they, know, also have, yeah. they also have uh, 81 home games every year too. They do make right. revenue at the gate and when a right. team surges, they, but yes, but you do understand what a bubble is, right? <laughs> yes. And it's happening across There's all of sports. A financial too. bubble. Yeah I'm,
1: I'm, yeah. I'm familiar. Problem is that baseball doesn't have as much as again, a finance term we like to call leeway or runway. Yeah. They don't yeah. have as much. Mm-hmm. So this whole, uh, again, I love when people point that number out. Cause I always go, you know, TV is one of those things where they put a lot of trust into stuff that isn't real.
3: Sure. But, but in, in the local markets, baseball is admittedly a very regional sport. Do you know how many people care as much as we care about the Portland trailblazers outside of Portland? Not a lot. Uh, Uh, Go up to, go up to Seattle and see how much time is spent on their radio airwaves talking about the NBA compared to major league baseball. And it is dramatic. Because they have a major league baseball team and they do not have an NBA team. Actually, they were abandoned by an NBA team and they're very bitter against it. And they almost intentionally avoid the NBA, even so when it gets bitter. to big moments. They are. But you know what they talk about every single day? The Russell Seattle, Wilson. the Seattle oh. uh, I think <laughs> they, they're probably still talking about Russ. Well, they're definitely talking about Russ, but yeah, it's, you know what? Hi, welcome to a day of the year on Seattle sports radio. We'll start with Russell Wilson. Then we'll spend an hour on the Mariners. Then we'll get back to Russell Wilson. And then we'll throw in a little Bobby Wagner and we'll talk about how great Marshawn Lynch was. That's our show comes in the studio. (laughs) Tune in tomorrow. It's the same thing.
1: Favorite story of the week, man. A woman sues man for $10,000 after a bad date. I like it. Uh, That
3: must've been a real bad date.
1: Quashante Short filed suit against Richard Jordan in 2020, accusing him of intentional infliction of emotional distress. Per TMZ, the legal dots allege that Richard, the uh, uh, male of the date, intentionally hurt her feelings when he did not show up and left on her mother's birthday and her mom had just passed away. Wait, what? Proving once again you can sue anyone for anything. He just stood her up? Yeah, he just didn't go. I mean, what's the, it's up for emotional heartache? That's emotional heartache. All right, man. I wish I had any, like, lo- you know what? No. Now, that is, I think, one of the things I would get if I hit lotto, right? Like, not your oh, $900 million you,
3: lotto. You mean win. That's
1: right. Winner's attitude. That's right.
0: Speak it into existence.
1: That's one of the things I'd get. I'd put a lawyer on con- on uh, on retainer, and just anything that really kind of slightly bothers me, I'd just sue it for emotional distress. Wouldn't even have to be a person. Could be a product. Could be a company. In fact, I would sue Pampers right off the bat. because They have a baby on the front of their diaper box. Who's clearly wearing a wig. (laughs) Wait, what? Very clearly wearing a wig. Definitely wearing a wig. (laughs) I'll show you in the break that it's a baby in a wig. And again, me right now with not that much money, it just bothered me. And I was like, well, what do I do about this? Me with $900 a billion dollars? Hi, uh, Mr. Lawyer, I'd like you to send a uh, letter. I, I want this guy served, the CEO of Pampers. Here's, what, I, here's what I'd
3: like to know is what is the number that if you sued Pampers, okay. they'd be like, just pay it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not worth it. Like, if you sued, like, you sit down with your lawyer. Yeah. And you go, hey, listen, fad, I cannot believe yeah. that Pampers has a baby with a wig. In fairness, to Pampers, any baby with hair looks like they're wearing a wig. Yeah. So, I, dude, I will show. My
4: kids did not have hair, a hair damn until they
3: My kids did not have hair until they're two. I see any baby with hair, I'm like, that's a wig. But usually, it's just a baby with hair. But here's here. So here's the question. So you want to sue for that, right? Pampers. What I imagine they're part of a conglomerate, Procter and Gamble, something like that. That's right. So they're part of Procter and Gamble. You file suit against them for emotional distress. Okay, Okay. yes, emotional distress. Damn it. Let's say it's like nine thousand dollars. It's not. Okay, it's more. No, no. But what I'm saying though, (laughs) if their their lawyers get it and they go, it's nine grand to take this to court. It's going to cost us right fourteen. Right. Just pay (laughs) them. Just pay them, <laughs> and then how many companies like it, like it covers your lawyer's fee? You make like yeah. it figure out where that effort is but and see, then just go and then yeah. go to all these other and go like Samsung oh yeah this button doesn't feel right on the remote Yeah. 9 grand boom now you've got another but see
1: this is what you're not getting I already have a, a billion dollars no, no, I, understand I hit right the now. lotto
3: it's not well, about I, the
1: money for me I'm it's trying about to help. holding them accountable for putting a damn wig on that baby and putting it in my face when I'm trying to change my kid's diaper I'm I can't concentrate
3: to I'm I'm trying to help you get to your 9 million Right now you're more nine million. Your poor will I need Darkin, closure. Your poor will Darkens right now. You can still be spiteful. You don't need money to be spiteful. That's true. Just figure out what they'd pay. Mm. Like what would be <laughs> what would what's the formula? Just, I'm, go, yeah. I'm going through emotional distress. Yeah. And like if you gave me a thousand dollars, I'd be over it. They'd be like, uh. yeah, here like all day. <laughs> they just write checks for a thousand bucks.
1: What would what what is the number amount? of money you would need to fully get over the, the most just heinous thing that happened in your life?
3: Uh, That's, that's already happened. It's already happened. What's the thing that gets me that I'm like,
1: the thing that you, that because you're not a very distressed person, but like everybody you've, you've experienced something that has been uh, emotionally tough. This is all subjective. Sure. what, What would the money be for you to go? No, I'm fine.
3: I'm <laughs> oh. good now. No, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good for that. I don't know. Like I, I've been <laughs> I've been cranky at like uh, retail and they're like, Well we'll just uh we'll just take back the free return and we'll give you a credit back anything. Kind of I'm like, I'm good. Usually it's not money. I'm trying to think of something that was so distressing where I would have needed money for it. To just be like, Oh yeah, I'm great. I feel fine now. Well,
1: <laughs> I totally feel fine. For me, with the baby, it's a million dollars cash. Mil- <laughs> yeah, it's a million dollars cash. And I'm not even kidding. I know you're laughing right now, you need it's a disrespectful. Million dollars. I need a million dollars cash.
3: I'm serious, dude. Uh, I'm so trying you know, to change my, as my long, son. As long as you know, I'm not laughing with you. I'm laughing at you. I know okay. you are. I just want to make sure that's clear. I was trying
1: to change my son, <laughs> and this Pampers box on the side had this kid with uh-huh. a half smile. with like, like You remember Surrey Cruise when she came out, and she was like, a, a couple months old, and they caught pictures of her, and she like had a bunch of hair. That was a wig. We all know that was a friggin' wig. Tom Cruise is a nut job and probably put a wig on his child. They did the same thing to this baby. This poor baby, they put a wig on it. They probably stapled it to its head,
3: <laughs> right in the soft spot, a big old industrial staple, not like the little <gasps> we, we
1: are this. <laughs> <laughs>
3: what we say goes now put some put some honey on its gums it'll smile <laughs> the parrot. Yeah. no that's okay yeah, yeah. give put it, it a jalapeno it'll be crying but it'll look like a yeah. smile
1: no as long as i can get my kid in the
3: scene so it gets me on the box like no. all the time yeah dude i don't know i don't know i'm good i'm good i'll have to think of the most distressing thing in my life what would it take yeah, I'll tell you, a million dollars would make. You don't a have l- to say what it is on air. You yeah. just the number amount. Yeah, but a million dollars would make a lot of distress go away. That's for sure. But for me. Yeah, I'd forget a lot of things. Ah, uh, then you'd have to worry about what to do with your million dollars. You'd have more more distress. Oh, I already know what to do with the million. <laughs> You're gonna get that lawyer on retainer. him.
4: that everybody.
1: is absolutely <laughs> correct. <laughs> so then I can exact uh, revenge on all the other things I'm yeah, spiteful there, about. Yeah, there you go.
3: <laughs> Spite wins the day. Yes. All right. Well, uh, hey, let's get into that uh, that hour two goodness. We've got stuff to talk about there. And uh, I know you want to get into uh, biggest losers and biggest winners and uh, some of the all-time blowouts and those stories. But you also did something uh, online. What do you got going on on the line right now uh, with uh, our socials and the thing?
4: We
1: do have a poll that you need to go at Center Saint 1080 uh, I will reveal it now That's on Twitter?
3: Two. On Twitter. That's correct. On Twitter. So go to at sinnersaint ten eighty. On Twitter, play along with Will's poll, and we'll talk about that next Hour too. It's going to be fun. Hour 2, next, Center and Saint, on Tenny to the Fan.
4: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.